things don't always are the way they seem. Sometimes we come to a quick conclusion about a situation, then we realize that we were off base in coming to the conclusion that we did because more information becomes available. I heard a story a number of years ago about a man who was invited to a wedding reception. And so he went to the wedding reception dressed as a beggar in the worst clothes he could find. And so he shows up at the place where the wedding celebration is taking place and he, he meets the father of the bride at the door. The father of the bride didn't know the man and he's disgusted with the fact that he's dressed as poorly as he was. And he sends him off. So the man goes home and he changes into a rich man's clothes. And he goes to the wedding reception and he's welcomed by the father of the bride who didn't recognize the change in this particular person. And so the man promptly goes in and he begins to stuff food in his pockets, in his vest and in his coat, and he pours wine all over his clothes. Well, the father of the bride comes to him and says, what are you doing? Nobody acts like this at a wedding reception. And the man said, well, when I came dressed in rags, you turned me away. When I came dressed in fine clothes, you welcomed me. So I could only conclude that you invited not me, but my clothes to this wedding reception. Things aren't always the way they seem. To judge a man or a woman or a child by the clothes they wear is not right. It's a choice not to look at the person at all, but to look at what their clothing might be. And for the people of Jesus' time, they had trouble seeing who he was. Because the message that he came to proclaim, the message that he did proclaim, was not a message that they had heard before. So some thought that maybe he was John the Baptist, going back to those days, or others Elijah, or still one of the prophets. And at first, Peter's able to make the faith statement when he's asked, who do you say that I am? He's able to say that you are the Christ. But we heard that his understanding wasn't fully formed because as Jesus begins to explain what it meant to be the Christ, well, that didn't match up exactly with what Peter thought it would be. And so Jesus rebukes him, not for thinking as God thinks. But Peter's going to learn that true discipleship involves accepting the cross, not just the cross that Jesus accepted, but the cross that Peter ultimately was going to have to accept. And Peter commands, Jesus commands Peter to change his way of thinking so that Peter could embrace what God had in store for humanity, not what fit into Peter's narrow-minded thinking. In no uncertain terms, Jesus is ushering in a new way of thinking, to think as God thinks, not as human beings think. Things aren't always the way they seem. Poor people are sometimes dismissed with these words, go in peace, keep warm, be well, but they have no chance of doing that. Is that seeing them as brothers and sisters? And sometimes our society measures some people by what they can do. I heard this week that the state of California became the next state to allow euthanasia to take place, where people come to the conclusion, and oftentimes that comes from talking to other people, that their life no longer has any value, and so it should come to an end. And I was just at Gate of Heaven Cemetery this morning for a prayer service, and 
Some good people from St. Margaret of York were there to remember those whose lives ended in the womb because of decisions made by the mother of a child. But isn't that child equal to each one of us because that child has been conceived in God's own image and likeness? God calls us to think as God thinks, not as human beings think. Things aren't always the way they seem. 2,000 years ago, a child was born in a very tiny village. He worked as a common tradesman until he was about 30 years old. And then he became a preacher. And his constant message to those who took the time to listen to what he had to say was a message about love, about compassion, about mercy, about caring, about not judging people, about accepting people. He lived a pretty ordinary life. But yet we believe that he's the savior of the world, that he is the one who is the son of God. We profess in the creed all that we believe about Jesus Christ. But do we keep him at the center of our lives? Do we believe that he's gonna be there to help us carry whatever cross we're going to be asked to carry? Is he the one for whom we're willing to lose our lives because he gave his life for our salvation? Is it our desire each day to pick up the words of a song that was the song of my youth, to see Jesus more clearly, to love him more dearly, to follow him more nearly? Because through his cross and his resurrection, Jesus Christ has set us free, free to think, free to believe, free to act, and most importantly, free to follow him, and we thank God that we have that opportunity.